Welcome to Real College Talk. I'm Morgan Heath-Powers. And I'm Nikhil Nambury. The Real College Talk podcast is your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversations. Our mission is to deliver real advice and true stories to make your post-graduation decision completely your own. Our motto, keep it real. Here to keep it real with us this week on the podcast is Jeremy from College Find Me. We are so excited to have Jeremy here with us. He joined us for our mini episode this past week where you got to know all about the organization. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, be sure that you go back and give it a listen because this is an organization that you don't want to miss out on getting involved with. And we are so excited to welcome Jeremy to the podcast. Jeremy, how are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming, Thanks for coming on, coming Jeremy. on, Jeremy. If you wouldn't mind, can you share with us a little bit about how you got involved with College Find Me? I know we talked about it a bit on the first episode, but in your own words, who is Jeremy? How did you get involved with College Find Me and what brings you to the podcast? Yeah, so I worked in the admissions office at my university. I went to Tufts University. I just graduated back in May. And I, throughout my senior year, found out that I was really passionate about higher education. And I was trying to find a job where I could work somewhere related to helping kids get to college. Um, And that's really hard to do when you're fresh out of college because a lot of um, schools are looking for people with a bit more experience. And I wasn't sure I wanted to be like working in a more like structured office space. And so when I found out about college, find me a few weeks after graduation, I was really excited to apply. Um, I loved the application process. They really took the time to get to know me. Um, And so I actually just started working here back in August. I have absolutely loved it so far because it's really wonderful to work in a company that cares about the same things I care about and really puts people first. Mm -hmm. You know, everything we do, like every conversation we have is like, okay, but how is this serving our students? Like, what can we do? Like the most important thing we look at is student feedback. And that's where we get about 90% of our ideas. Um, And that's just really motivating is knowing that we're doing something that is just trying to help as many people as possible. That's super cool. I, I really, I know I used College Find Me a lot during my college search process. So, um, you know, you just joined the team recently, but it's been a platform that's been helping students with what they really need for a really long time. So uh, we appreciate it. I know at least I appreciate it. And I'm pretty sure Morgan does as well. I know a lot of students are really buying into that student first mission of College Find Me. Um, You shared a bit in our first mini episode about how you stepped outside the box in your high school community to attend college out of state. I know a lot of people are going through their college search process and they don't know where to find college. Can you tell us a bit more about your own approach to college applications? That way current seniors can uh, use College Find Me as a platform to find their place? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, and this is going to make me sound really old, but this is just how we did it in my family. Um, My brother went to school two years before me. He went to a school just a few hours from home back in Texas. Um, But when he was going through the search process, my mom bought this giant like encyclopedia of over 500 (laughs) universities. um, And she would just make my brother like read through it. And so when it came to be my turn to start looking at schools around junior year, I just sat down on the couch with this massive encyclopedia. 
I kind of vaguely knew that I wanted to be maybe in New England. I don't like New York that much. So I was like, okay, well, let's just try Boston. And it was literally just like reading through all the Boston schools, trying to find it. Um, I tried a lot of resources online. My school had a resource that we were supposed to use, but it was really discouraging to use it. Um, you know, you would just put in your test scores and things, and then you would tell them the school you wanted to go to, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, not that. You aren't good enough for that. Oh, but, no. Um, you know, calling things like reach schools, target schools. Uh, I used one platform that called something a stratosphere school. It was so out of my reach that it was in the stratosphere. And it was like, oh, my goodness. I I really started to dislike this process. And I, I honestly wish I had something like College Find Me where it was literally just like about me and about finding a fit because that's what I was doing. I ended up doing this college tour vendor spring break of my junior year with my parents. We came up to Boston. It was my first time ever being here. It was about 18 degrees. I was from Texas and had no cold weather here. Um, my first day here, I had to snuggle, uh, shovel snow off the car. And we just toured seven schools in five days and it was chaos. Um, and so for me, it was really trying to like humanize this process that felt very impersonal. Um, and so when I was looking for schools, I was just seeing where there was like that spark of connection, which can sound really vague, but really any school that took the time to connect with me personally, if I could speak with a person rather than like, if someone just sent me a generic brochure yeah. that like really stood out to me. Um, so when I was looking for schools, I was really looking for places that I could feel that connection with because to really uproot myself and move 1500 miles from home, I couldn't go somewhere that was just like bland and detached and that didn't care about me. And so to find a place that, you know, really was about fostering connection with other people was really important to me. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it, it I know it definitely resonates with me that the process can feel very impersonal and it's a time that's supposed to be exciting and empowering and you get to make your own choices for the first time in your life maybe. And, um, and looking, going out and, and approaching these schools and looking for that connection, I think is a really great way to go about it. Cause oftentimes we just look at the brand name of a school and there's so much more to look at, whether you're staying in state or you're moving far away. Um, there's so many factors to consider. Um, I would love to learn a little bit about your college experience. Um, now that you're working at College Find Me and you get to you know, touch and feel all these resources that are really impacting students, um, what are some of the resources that you think you could have used in, in your experience as you were adjusting to college life and going through it? Yeah, I think for me, I didn't realize that college could look like so many different things. Mm. Um, you know, I just like, I had this vague idea of like, okay, college whatever that is it'll happen my brother went to a private university with a little over 2000 students so it was about the same size as my high school actually mm -hmm. and i went to a school with about 5000 students and then my best friend went to the university of texas at austin which has like 55000 students and so it was in those first few weeks where i was like just surrounded by an incoming class of like 1300 students and I was starting to recognize people really quickly. And my best friend is texting me like, there's so many people. 
And so really something that I would have loved when I was adjusting was just learning about all those different things that college look like. I think on a lot of college search platforms, they'll tell you like, oh, do you want a big school? Do you want a little school? Something in between. Do you want urban? Do you want rural? But a lot of them don't take the time to explain what all of those things Mm. mean. Uh, So something that I really like about College Find Me and something that's really close to my own role is I get to manage a lot of the informational content that goes to our students, whether it's through our blog or our YouTube channel or our newsletter. And through those resources, students can start learning a lot about, oh, I guess I don't want to be in the middle of the city because it means these things. Or like the bigger the school you go to, the bigger your classes are going to be. Um, Or the, the stricter they might be about choosing your major. Um, And for some students, that can be a really wonderful thing, but it's good to kind of get organized earlier on because I was, when I was searching for schools, dealing with a lot of intangibles, I was looking for like feelings and I don't know, maybe this works. Um, But had I been able to just like read through that content earlier on, I would have known like, oh, medium-sized liberal arts college where I can change my major really Mm. easily and then just gone from there Mm -hmm. because I was looking at state schools I was looking at massive universities I was looking at very tiny schools in rural areas if I had been able to just like consolidate my interests really early on that would have helped me so much more I'm so glad you described that because like like you explained, so many students are told to apply to, you know, a, a likely school or um, or reach school or a stratosphere school. <laughs> I'm still laughing about stratosphere school. Um, <laughs> but there there's so much there's so much value to be had when you really do narrow down kind of what you want because from there you're creating the environment within which you're gonna spend four plus years of your life um, that, that ultimately kicks you out into the world and helps you to discover more of yourself and, and kind of what you want to do with your life, which is daunting, but also very exciting. Um, and I, you know, you talked about interning in, in the admissions office and working with them, getting to lead um, the tour guide program. So can you talk a little bit about how college prepared you for where you're at now, how you maximize your experience? Yeah, I think for me, I really struggled because I've never been a person to like know where I want to be in 10 years. I never had like career aspirations. I would like casually throw something out there like, I don't know, maybe I'll be an architect. And then I realized there's a lot of math involved in that. And then that just wasn't for me. Um, And so when I was trying to like gain relevant experience, Mm. I didn't know what that meant because I didn't know what I was building up experience for. And so it was really learning what it means to have skills that really translate across a lot of different boundaries. Mm. Um, Something that I started working on really early on in my college experience and even in high school was my communication skills. Um, I did debate and student council all through high school. When I came to college, I kept up with a philosophy debate competition. Um, I took a lot of like PR and marketing courses, courses where I had to present my ideas, and all of that was building me up to, I wanted to be in a job where it was all about connecting with other Mm. people, and that all centers around my ability to communicate effectively. And so that was something that I didn't even realize I was preparing for, but the internships I worked um, really helped me with that. And it was actually during my junior year, it was in one of my favorite classes in college, there was like 10 of us sitting around, it was an anthropology course, And we were studying indigenous cultures and how they were uniquely affected by climate change. 
And our professor had worked for the UN. She had worked with the Smithsonian. She was so experienced. And we had a paper due this one week. And she came up to me during class. She's like, how are you doing on the paper? I was like, okay, it's going pretty well, but I haven't finished yet. The way you'll know that I really struggled to finish this paper is if I turn it in with a cover photo. Because if I, I ever felt stuck when writing a paper, I would make cover photos. It was something a little creative. It was a nice outlet. Um, and it made it look more professional when I turned it in. But it also kept me focused on the project. Mm -hmm. And she just looked me dead in the eye and goes, you know, the things you do when you're bored are the things you should make a career out of. And it like completely blew my mind because that's not at all what I was thinking about. I was thinking like, okay, job, office, sitting at a computer, what am I going to do? And so as soon as she said that, I realized like, oh, I should look at job opportunities where I can be a little bit more creative. And so that's when I started doing graphic design internships where anytime I was in a club that wanted me, like needed a poster made, I'd be like, I'll make it. Um, I ended up, my friends started a literary magazine and I volunteered to do a lot of the art design for them. And all of that became really great ways that even if it wasn't in a formal job setting, just by like figuring out what my interests were and what I wanted to be doing in my day-to-day -day life, mm -hmm. um, I was able to really start preparing for whatever my job ended up being. And so I'm really lucky that at college find me like, in making the blogs, one of my favorite things is just making the header images um, <laughs> because it's like a fun little creative outlet at the end of like a writing project. Um, and that's something that I totally didn't realize until my junior year of college and my professor talked to me. Uh, but now that I know that, I know for the rest of my life, like I need a job where I can have like little bursts of creative energy to get me through the day. I love that you talked about finding something you're passionate about, like doing what what you what you do when you're bored because you know it's it's hard to convince yourself that a job can be something that you're passionate about at the mm -hmm. same time and a lot of people struggle with that and in order for you to get there you spent some time in the admissions office at Tufts um how did you get involved there and were, was there anything in particular that surprised you during your experience working there or are there any misconceptions from your time there that high school applicants should know yeah, absolutely. Um, the way I got started in the admissions office is my freshman fall, I applied to be a tour guide. I started my freshman spring. I absolutely loved it. Um, it was just a really great way for me to like practice my speaking skills, but also just talk about something I really enjoy. I got to make jokes. It was just like, it was a lot of fun for me. And throughout my sophomore year, I started getting more and more involved. Um, and in all honesty, the reason I started getting more involved is that at every tour guide meeting, we had food. And my sophomore year, I lived with nine other students who loved free food. And so I would always stay late at the tour guide meeting so that I would be the last one there so that I could take the leftover food home. <laughs> and in doing that, I ended up talking more and more with my boss, the guy who ran the tour guide program. And he started figuring out that I was really passionate about leadership roles, about organization and things like that. And so by the end of my sophomore year, I ended up working for the admissions officer for the summer as a tour guide. And he like kind of pulled me aside and was like, okay, we need someone to help us run the tour guide program. We'd love for you to apply for it. And so I did, and I absolutely loved it. It was incredibly fulfilling. And honestly, the biggest thing that I loved about being a tour guide is that 
At some schools, tours can be a little more scripted. Um, that actually tends to be the case at smaller universities is that because they have smaller admissions offices, they're much tighter about the communications they send out. And that includes what happens on a tour. But at my school, we got a lot of freedom to say what we honestly felt, um, which I really, really appreciated. And I think that was something that was so important is I wanted to be able to connect with students and just honestly share with them the highs and the lows of what it meant to go to my specific school. But I also ended every tour with like generic college advice of like, you need to pick a school that's going to make you happy. Mm. And that sounds something that it, it might sound a little trivial, um, but I think that's like a huge misconception about admissions is that just going to the best school possible is what needs to happen. Um, I think there have definitely been a lot of scandals in the past year around people trying to get into the best schools possible when really it's something that's so subjective, you know, like my best friend who went to UT Austin, I would have hated going there. Mm. I would have felt completely lost. There would have been way too many students. I wouldn't have known what I wanted to major in. I wouldn't have formed connections with my teachers. My best friend loved going to UT. She knew exactly what she wanted to do. She moved to New York right out of college so that she could do a publishing course at Columbia. And now she's trying to get started in the publishing industry. And it's all because she really was able to focus while she was at school. And she did find the best school for her. And so that's why I would always tell students, you know, find the school that makes you happy. Find the one that's going to motivate you. You know, it doesn't matter if you are looking at all the news articles of what's the number one ranked school in the country. If you aren't happy there, you aren't going to try as hard. You aren't going to make yeah. as strong of connections. You aren't going to put yourself out there. You know, I saw students at my school who genuinely weren't really happy there. And that was something that was really sad for me because you would see them just kind of like go back to their rooms and not get involved and not try new things. But for me, like, and I know that I probably enjoyed school like a little bit more than some of my peers. Um, but because of that, I was always excited to like try something completely out of my wheelhouse. You know, that's why I started doing more graphic design. That's why I got involved in so many different types of groups. Um, is because I really felt motivated by being there because I felt like I was in the right place. And so while it is wonderful to go to a school that has a lot of name recognition and there are perks to that, I think what's far more important is going to a school where you feel like you can be yourself, but also succeed. Um, and so I would say that, you know, absolutely overcomes any desire to go to one of these like, big institutions that everyone knows the name of yeah and you're totally right about that and sometimes for some people the best school for them might be the school that's higher up on the rankings but you know for some people that's not necessarily the case I know Tufts is a super highly regarded institution and that was the best place for you so it just so happened that one of the higher ranked schools was the place for you but it's not always the case um, you know, a lot of people with their applications, they go in thinking, how am I positioning myself to mm. get into the best school possible when they're just not focusing on what will just show my personality and what will, what will let me shine through. And, you know, you probably saw quite a bit of that working in the admissions office. So we're going to shift to a more professional uh, question here. 
what made students really stand out on their applications? Was it their common app activities, their personal statement, well-roundedness or a clear focus, or did it just kind of depend? Um, I think one of the biggest terms that I heard when I was looking at schools that I hated because I didn't know what it meant was holistic. Um, and that's where all the admissions offices brag about, like they look at the entire application. Um, and in reality, that's true. They do look at the entire application, what weight they put on different sections absolutely depends on the school. Um, but at the end of the day, I would say that what always really stood out to me, at least from an intern perspective, is students who could just really take confidence in knowing who they are. Mm. That doesn't mean that you need to feel super confident 24-7 and feel like you have your entire life figured out because no one feels like that. But students who knew I am funny and my essay is going to be funny and I'm going to show them that that is who I am or I really care about this particular topic. Um, you know, when I was applying to schools and I was writing my essays, I didn't want to like pull out a thesaurus and be like, what is the biggest word I can use to make myself sound as smart as possible? I looked at it and said, I have just filled out like 18 different sections full of numbers and resumes and trying to sound as impressive as possible. This is my first opportunity to crack a joke. This is my first opportunity to show them like I am very sarcastic, but also like I'm very introspective and want to, uh, you know, go through life looking at things more deeply. And so my Common App essay was about, you know, a student I interacted with that I did not like by any means, but we had to work together almost Mm. every day. And so I made so many jokes about it. Um, but I also was very introspective of, I need to be able to communicate with people who are different from me that I don't get along with because that's going to take me far in life. And that's what my essay was about. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, you know, go back and forth on this generically is the importance of human connection. And I guess I'm just like a part of that whole system. And I think that's what I noticed in a lot of my peers as well is that It didn't have to be any one particular trait, but being able to stand up for who you are, being able to just say out loud in an essay with your own voice, this is who I am, that honestly can really make you stand apart from a crowd. Um, And so I really recommend, and that's one of the things that I really enjoy about College Find Me, is that it is about standing up for who you are. That's why we ask students about their passions and their interests, because those are the most interesting things, not how big of words you know, you know? And so that's like a huge piece of advice I would give students is if you, if you really want to stand out in this process, just be yourself, you know, talk about yourself confidently and passionately. You know that you're worthy of going to whatever school you want to go to. So just show that off. Thank you so much for, for talking about that. I think, you know, especially for, for students who apply to multiple schools and even beyond just filling out your resume or, or your standard common app questions, you know, maybe you have several people reading your essays and giving you feedback. And, and some of the best advice I got was like, 
at the end of the day, if, if you don't like the revision someone is giving you, if it doesn't feel like you, if someone's telling you to take that joke out, but you really genuinely feel like it shows, it shows you and obviously it's appropriate and it makes sense and everything, um, then, then keep it. Um, because I think the, a, a real regret that some students have is just looking back and knowing that they weren't really them, themselves in an application. Um, and we're touching on a topic that's kind of abstract, but I think is so important. And that's the idea of fit. Um, fit between the student and a school. Um, and I know that, that from the student perspective, it's like, okay, well, what do I want in a school? And how can I, like Mikhail said, position myself for that? I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, um, working in an admissions office, how, how do people working in admissions, how do they really measure a student's fit? Um, and, and are all colleges looking for fit, you think, or is it more about the numbers? I think that's really dependent on the school. I know mm. that like in Texas, if you were in the top 10% of your class, you automatically got into every state school. And so that's something that's not as much about fit. But I would say as schools across the country are, you know, I think people are talking about schools getting more selective, kids are applying to more and more schools. Um, they really do have the liberty to think about fit. And I know at my school, at least, like fit was something we really considered is that a lot of students are very, very smart and have a lot to offer, but we want to make sure that they're actually going to succeed in school. And so going back to what I said about picking the school that makes you happy, that's a lot about fit. You know, schools don't want to let in a class of students who aren't going to enjoy their time there. You know, that's not going to reflect really well on the university. And so one thing that I would say that can really help students understand fit and that admissions offices really look for is are you actually interested in that school? You know, I think a lot of universities ask these essay questions like, why are you applying to our school? Why do you want to go to our school? And I can tell you the very, very generic answers. You know, if students say, oh, I want to be in Boston, fun fact, there's 56 colleges and universities in the greater Boston area. So why that specific <laughs> school? You know? And so being able to show that you actually connect with the school. Is there a teacher you like? Is there a specific major or program? Did you hear about a club that you can't wait to join? Is there a tradition? You know, every school has something that sets them apart just as much as every student has something that sets them apart. And so a lot of the application process is connecting those things, you know, taking your unique attributes, your unique passions and interests and connecting them with the unique attributes of whatever school you want to go to. You know, um, I know that when I was applying to Tufts and I was writing my essay, why I wanted to go to Tufts, uh, the one thing that like stuck out to me was that the mascot was an elephant. Um, you know, my childhood bedroom was covered in elephants. They're my favorite animal. And I was like, I don't know how to tell you that like this just seems like fate. But like when I was four years old, I had a book about Jumbo the Elephant, and now I'm applying to the school where that's the mascot, and that's the only school in the country. And of course, I talked about you also have incredible academics and a wonderful <laughs> campus and all these other things. But for me, it was just that little like tidbit I really held on to of like there is something that sets this school apart that really connects with a weird, unique fact about me. And so that is maybe an easier way of thinking about fit is that there really are ways that, you know, different forms of uniqueness can connect together um, on both sides. And I think it can really be a mutual feeling of 
if you're walking around a school and it feels like every other college tour you've been on, if it's starting to look like several other schools you've been to, it just kind of means that, you know, the unique parts of that school don't matter as much to you. And that's not a bad thing. That just means that you should really look for those places where something is standing out to you. That's such good advice. I, what you're talking about is just humanizing the process. As, as students, as applicants, we have to take it upon ourselves to make it personal um, and to make it something of our own. Uh, it goes from you know the big picture of, of looking for fit, going to the tours if you can, and, and just soaking in all that research um, down to the details. How can you stand out? What's, what's a small detail like the mascot or a particular class or a particular professor or an event at the school that really stands out to you and, and don't be afraid to show it in your application. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. As, as we're kind of wrapping up, I, I think the biggest takeaway that, that, I, that I'm seeing is that before you even consider applying to college, um, before you even consider applying to college, that you really have to get centered on who you are and what you want. Um, and for our listeners, whether they're in high school or in, or in college, I would love for you to just finally share, you know, maybe one, one tidbit or one piece of advice that you have as to how, you know, someone who's just starting from square one, maybe is in the position where you were at, where they're looking for that liberal arts school because they don't know what they want to do. Um, what is there one piece of advice that you would give to them to start discovering a little bit more about themselves um, and feeling a little bit more comfortable wherever they're at in life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that made me really excited to start working in higher education is that a lot of this is about visualization, being able to see yourself wherever you're going. Um, you know, that's something that a lot of these kind of like big, well-known schools are dealing with is that a lot of students see themselves there. But then you also have schools that maybe aren't as diverse or don't offer really great financial aid packages or that aren't as open to students and visualization becomes something that's really tricky. Um, mm -hmm. And so as someone who is just starting out, you know, I dealt with this a lot. You know, I was a kid who grew up in Texas, didn't really know what I wanted. Out of like 500 students graduating, I was one of six students who left the state. So being able to visualize myself anywhere was really, really difficult because the only thing I had been trained to see was myself at a school in Texas. And that's not a bad thing. It just wasn't what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so when you're at the very beginning of that process, try and figure out where you see yourself. You know, if you're walking around a school, maybe it's too close to home, maybe it's too far away from home, maybe it's too big, maybe it's too small, but all of those, even if it's just crossing off a lot of options, that can really help narrow it down so that you can really start visualizing what you are looking for. You know, do you see yourself living on campus? Okay, don't look at commuter schools, but do you see yourself still living at home all through college? Okay, you should look at commuter schools. You know, those are little questions you can ask yourself of when you picture your life in college, even if you don't necessarily know what that means, what are you picturing? And that can be a really great tool to start you on that process. Um, and that's something that I think we deal with a lot at College Find Me is that because college is so much about visualization and where you see yourself, we want to show students as much as possible. 
whether that's through virtual campus tours, whether that's through blogs from current college students talking about their own experiences. We want to lay that groundwork for you to be able to make as many connections as possible. You know, maybe you hear about a student who's in a competitive dance group in college and that's like the light bulb that goes off for you. Like, that's what I see myself doing. That's not necessarily what a lot of students think about with college where you think about what are you gonna study? What job are you gonna get afterwards? But knowing that you wanna be part of that group, that can be a huge motivator and like a catalyst in the entire process that really helps you shape and define your college search process your way. I couldn't agree more with that. And you know that's why I think College Find Me really resonated with me. And I know Morgan would say the same. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for hopping on. We really appreciate having you on the platform. You have a unique insight that a lot of people just can't get just by themselves going into mm-hmm. it blind. And that's where College Find Me will hopefully come into the picture for them. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how students can get connected with College Find Me? Absolutely. Um, so the biggest thing to know that College Find Me is an absolutely free platform for all of our students. All of our resources are completely unlimited. Whatever you need, we want to be able to provide it for you. The biggest thing we can offer is our app. You can download that in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store um, and start signing up, learning about schools, earning points and gift cards. You can go to our website at collegefindme.com and do the exact same process. Or you can start interacting with us on social media. Our tag is at College Find Me, literally everywhere. Um, so check us out on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, whatever you want to check out. We want to be here for you. Uh, and we would love to hear from you all soon. Uh, so we can't wait to start interacting with you and really help you on your college application process. Make sure to hit up College Find Me. I know it's been a great resource. And thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank Thank you, Jeremy. And that's a wrap to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our mission is to deliver insights and advice that will empower you to jumpstart your life in high school, college, your career, and beyond. But the real talk doesn't stop here. To spread the message of Real College Talk, share this episode with someone who you know could benefit from it. Keep the conversation going and reach out to realcollegetalk101 at gmail.com to let us know what topics and guests you hope to hear from next. Nikhil, did you know we're on seven podcasting platforms? Are you for real? We always keep it real here at RCT. To catch our real talk, listen on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit anchor.fm slash realcollegetalk for more options. Wait, Morgan, you're forgetting one more thing. Oh, And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Real College Talk. We love featuring our guests and connecting with listeners like you. In the meantime, keep it real. Keep it real.